Remember when you loved what you did for a living and you got excited talking about it? The Portfolio Career Podcast is here to help. Help you find that next project, next idea, or next friend. Host David Nabinsky will interview those that have optimized their careers for growth, resilience, and ultimately happiness. Tune in and let's have some fun. Hey friend, really excited for this Portfolio Career Podcast episode with Ajay Rajani. Ajay's motto is empathize, hypothesize, test, and scale. He penned an article on LinkedIn titled How to Build Your Portfolio as a Product Manager. After following his instincts in building Grovo and Tala as the founding CMO, two wildly impactful startups, Ajay's been testing and tinkering with a lot of different projects, including while he's at law school at NYU. We talk a lot about templates, consulting clients, best practices, and also the proprietary nature of a portfolio career. My goal is for you to be able to execute your portfolio career as good as possible. We talk about the origin story behind Mural, a startup that he co-founded that is backed by 500 startups. His view is that all knowledge-based work will be in the cloud and is one click away, and he's building the product to help you with that. Think of Mural as personal website meets LinkedIn for the future of work. The product and vision is great. It's easy to use. I'm glad he's working on something that I've struggled with in the past. Hope it helps you out there build and grow your portfolio career and be able to showcase it to those that need it now and in the future. So tune in to build and grow your portfolio career. And as always, let me know what you think. So welcome to Portfolio Career Podcast. Your host, David Nabinsky, is here with Ajay Rajani. What's going on, Ajay? Hey, how's it going? So Ajay, I'd love to, if we were to go to an event tonight and you were to introduce yourself, how do you typically introduce yourself? That is a good question because it does kind of change a little bit more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> I guess today I would, I would probably do it really simply, uh, which is Ajay Rajani. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Mural. Uh, Mural is helping everybody in the world, not just designers, create portfolios of their best work. Uh, and our version of the world is one in which where people can lead with things they've done and things they're proud of uh, and not rely on just job titles or company names they've had. Uh, that applies particularly to knowledge workers like myself. Um, who haven't always had the benefit of like a digital portfolio that they could refer to. So basically, people are able to showcase their all of their work. So if they're if they have a portfolio career, or when they have a portfolio career, they can see these are the different projects I've worked on, and and he, here's the work. So how does that work? Yeah, it's and uh, I think it, it works really well inside of that portfolio career mindset where the dimensions of your career are pretty flexible, and so you think more in terms of projects, and it could be. It could be all the way in one pole, which is like, hey, I'm working on five or six different things right now. Or it could be throughout my career, I've had five or six different hats that I've worn. I may have been a product manager. I may have been a copywriter. I may have been an investor. I might have been a public speaker. Mm -hmm. And you could have kind of like separate subsections or sub-portfolios for all of those. Uh, and we make it really easy to create that portfolio by leveraging the cloud. Our hypothesis on the world now is that almost all of our work is inside the cloud, which really means it's just a link away. It could be a link to a Google Doc. It could be a link to a video that you created or a podcast you created. It could be a link to a podcast you're featured in, like, like I'm doing right now. It could be a deck you've created. These are all one link away, and Mural makes it really easy to turn those links into rich pieces of content that really speak to what you've done in the world, who you've done it with, and link to actual evidence of it. That's fascinating. Obviously, I'm very interested in this, and I, I recently created Mural. I love the product, um, love the vision, and it's definitely been something that I've been 
you know, a reason behind creating this podcast was help communicate my story and you have a product that I, I like and I use and as a way to, to showcase it. So, so thank you. And so it's really quickly. I did it in about, I think, five minutes or so. Yeah, you can. we see the average mural um, that gets published and shared externally has about 10 pieces of work in it and it takes 10 minutes or less to create. Uh, and then there's the ongoing loop of hey, I want to keep it up to date. So if I do something new that's cool, I can add to it. Uh, hey, I want to see how people are engaging with my mural. Let me see who's clicked it, whatever. Uh, and I can also, and, and how long they've spent on it, what cards they've clicked, what pieces of work they spend the most time on. You can also filter it. And so, you know, David or I only want to share a certain version of ourselves. We can curate the cards that present that, that version, um, curate the work that presents that portfolio and also change the story that we introduce our work with as well for a specific audience. And a lot of this stems from kind of like what my career has been as well. And so if we want to take a step back at any point, we can yeah, do that too. That's, yeah, that, yeah, I'd love to learn like how, why you got into this and yeah, let's take a step back. Yeah, so that, that's also why sometimes when I'm asked to introduce myself, it, it, uh, it's either really specific or, or really broad. My career's really been, I think, a function of both trust and data or skepticism. And so, I kind of like early on gave myself the benefit of the doubt and said, I'm going to let myself trust my instincts, but make sure I validate them before I go too, too much deeper on it. And so the first thing I was interested in out of college was entrepreneurship, but I didn't feel like I was ready to go start a company. And so the closest thing I could find or the closest job I could get, which was pretty cool, was being an analyst and then an associate at a, at a private equity firm that would buy companies and really work to turn, turn them around. So this was not like multi, multi-billion dollar kind of acquisitions. It was smaller deals. You're taking not small businesses, but maybe you know medium-sized businesses, really getting your hands dirty and acting as like an entrepreneur to help turn them around. Can you say um, that again? Trust your instincts and then kind of explore it a little bit more? Yeah, so like take your instinct as like, hey, I think this is a real problem the world has. Or hey, I think I would really want to do this. Mm. Like trust that instinct, don't ignore it. Like so many people I think just put that stuff to the side for too long. For me, it was like, I just have to scratch that itch, but try to scratch it. I'm, you know, come from a, an immigrant family and we're like, you know, maybe a little bit more skewed to, to risk aversion, but it was like, find the most responsible way to scratch that itch. And, and, you know, I think over time that fear has gone away, but I think that was an important realization for me, which was that to be authentic to myself, I need to trust my instincts and taste, take risks, but I'm also not like the most confident dude who's going to get on stage and pitch an idea before I've de-risked it or really validated mm. it. Like, that's just not me. So I started in private equity and, and kind of like industrial entrepreneurship, really liked the process like the idea of it really hated or was really bored by actual like business in a lot of ways right like taking manufacturing or industrial companies that manage a lot of people produce these things and get them into the world it was interesting from like an intellectual standpoint but day to day i just wasn't stimulated by it mm. um, and i wanted to work with people on like solving human problems and i was interested in technology and the internet because i thought it like took all the old rules away and it made everything really instant really real time really democratic in a lot of ways so I started playing around with some tech projects and started building like this portfolio of products that I was in, in, invested in in some way. I was like building them, advising people on them, investing where I could. Ended up in India for a little bit, tried to add some of the portfolio there, it did not work. We were trying to build like the seamless web of India, probably five years too early. And, and, and when you're saying, I want to follow that curiosity, follow that instinct, is that a, from a education or a learning perspective or from a solving problem or there's a, there's a business opportunity here? How do you kind of uh, decide or optimize from those constraints? That's such a good question. I think for me, it's probably like, it's really 
for me to discover my purpose. I think I've been mm. on like a journey to try to discover my purpose. And for me, it's it's important that it, that it be both of those things, right? I think, and, and it'll, it'll come out with kind of what I've done later in my career after those early adventures, but it's it's gotta be something that I think could be a business. There's a certain bottom line to my thinking that, you know, I just believe in the sustainability of business models in a lot of ways. The second thing though is really important is it has to move the world forward. So I have to believe in the impact that we're having on the world. I can't, it can't even, I can't even be agnostic to it. Like I just have to truly believe that it's making the world better for a group of people that I, I care about. And in many ways, those are often to me underserved or the underdogs of the world. And then the third thing is like, it has to be something that I enjoy doing. Like I know myself, I'm, I'm enough of a millennial, probably on the older end of it, like where I, I just need to enjoy it. Like I need, like my life is short too, be having fun. So my early adventures in technology were also like backed by my going to law school. So I got into a good law school while I was in India, went to NYU for three years, but spent all my nights and a lot of my daytime not going to class, working with startups. Hmm. And so I got involved with one called Grovo, which was attempting, attempting to be like the first home for learning how to use the internet and hmm. learning how to use cloud software. So kind of like people's like foray into cloud was just happening at that point. So we would make really short videos about how to use the internet better, how to use cloud services better, how to use cloud software better. And we'd sell it to small businesses and enterprises. And I put in a very small amount of money there that I made from private equity that I was able to invest and started my port- my formal startup portfolio. Mm. They went on to raise a lot of money from venture firms and I got a job there. I, I joined them as head of product. The founder was willing enough to take a risk on me and I proved it out over like an unpaid internship when I should have been celebrating passing the bar and getting ready to go into the legal <laughs> world. But I told the law firm, keep that offer on ice. I want to go do the startup thing. And did that for two years and I loved it. And I loved not just, I mean, you know, I think I loved what we were doing, but I loved what I was doing there. Like having an idea about how to make this product better, trying to test it with users, trying to prove this founder's vision while also exercising my own kind of like intellectual autonomy was really exciting for me. And it checked all those boxes. It was, it was a business, the business model made sense. It was making the world better in a way that I believed in. And I was having a lot of fun. And so I kept that itch going. The next itch I had was my, my friend from college was starting a company that was going to make modernized and digitized microfinance. Um, and the company is called Tala. And I'd been advising her from day one and said, this is the next itch. This next instinct I have is that this, this woman is a phenomenal founder. This problem is massive. Billions of people in the world don't have credit scores. And it hurts their ability to borrow money at affordable rates. It hurts their ability to start and grow businesses. Um, and these are businesses that would benefit the communities that they're a part of. And so Joanne Shivani is founding CMO and, and put on a slightly different hat, but we built that business really quickly with a lot of experiments. Again, trusting our instincts and testing as fast as we could. And built a product that now has got a couple million people across the world using it, borrowing much greater sums total of money than we could have ever imagined. And it's touching a lot more people's lives than we mm-hmm. ever could imagine. But it means a lot to me because it came from a very humble place of experimentation. And ever since then, I've really like just been testing stuff and adding things to the portfolio and believing in the process of like, trust your instinct, give it a scratch. And if you think it's working, double down. And once it stops checking one of those three boxes for you, it's time for you to leave. But it doesn't mean that other people can't go on and continue, you know, continue the good efforts. And so that's in both the case of Grovo and Intala, the original existing continuing management teams, founders have done a great job growing the businesses well after I've left. Hmm. Um, and I think that's been, that's been an important part of my portfolio career is like, got to partner with great people, I think, along the way, mm-hmm. um, if you're seeking any sort of longevity. There've been other things where I'm just like, hey, I'm trying this out, it's just fun. But then I know if I stop, it stops. Uh, in other cases, I know if I stop, it might actually move better, it might move faster. And I think in those two cases, those companies benefited from me being there and they benefited from me, from me leaving as well. Yeah, it's, I think that that's 
you're, you do a great job of leaving gracefully, it seems like, <laughs> and, and then but believing in your in your skills and your interests and your portfolio career to move on to something else. You know, I think sometimes it's very hard. It is. I mean, it's never easy to leave. It's a, there. It was always emotional to leave, but you know, I I sincerely believed that the companies were were going to be great mm-hmm. and uh, that I had done good work. But it was time for me to go do good work elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You, you wrote a great piece on, on LinkedIn about effectively kind of a portfolio career. Can you talk a little bit more about that piece and, and what was, you know, what made you, what drove you to write that? Yeah, I think I know which one you're describing. I think the thing about a portfolio career is that your narrative becomes non-traditional. And I think you need to, you need to be deliberate about how you tell your story in a way that if you were a product manager, and I'm using these terms because I was one of the, I was these, this was the stuff I did, but whether you're a product manager at Facebook or you were a you know account executive at a big ad agency, if you're doing big three, four, five year chunks of those places, your narrative can speak for itself in, in many ways, right? Like you're able to lead with those stops in your journey and that can kind of give somebody 50% of what they think they need to know about you. Hmm. Now, the downside is like that might not be really who you are, but you can you will you will tend to, to rely on that. If you're building a career that's based a lot more off of projects of entrepreneurial efforts, of curiosity and exploring it, I think you need to be a lot more deliberate about a couple of things. One is like, what outcomes have you helped drive? Uh, ultimately, people are gonna wanna work with you because of the outcomes they think you can help them drive. Those outcomes don't have to be like, make a million dollars, make $10, but it could be like, launch something, grow something, connect with people, and be able to speak to outcomes. So outcomes is like, kind of the first thing I focus on with people. And this is also a lot of people have, I think, prematurely come to me for career advice because I don't think my career is like, you know, validated quite yet. I'm still in that in that process, but so outcomes would be the first one. The second one is like, what are you actually learning? That's another thing. If you say I spent four years at Facebook, people are gonna assume you learn certain good and bad things. You spent, you know, four years at Stripe, same thing. If you're doing things in a more portfolio, entrepreneurial, self-directed way, you need to speak to people. You need to speak to what you've learned. You need to know about, people need to know the methodologies that you are crafting, the best practices that you're crafting, that you're doing. Uh, I think that's the second thing. And then the third thing is kind of a function of, of two, but it's like, who have you worked with? What network have you built? You're actually building something incredibly proprietary through your portfolio career, which is like this little web of trust you've created across all these different projects. And so like, it's easy to like portfolio and just screw people over, right? So hmm. I start two projects and I bounce. Well, you've had a negative impact on your network that way. On the other hand, if you're able to do four projects and exit them gracefully, I think was the word you described. Uh, Very much so, yeah. to, to, the, to the best of your abilities, like then you've, you're building a network at a much faster rate and a much real, I mean, in a lot of ways, a really compelling rate than, than, than I think a lot of traditional careers might, might allow you to do. And so the other piece that kind of stems from that is transferability, right? Like if you're doing portfolio stuff, you're not just like rinsing and repeating. You're not just taking the sequential sequence path from junior entry level to like top whatever management. You're constantly like moving and shaking and trying this and then trying that. So you need to speak to how what you did yesterday is transferable to what you want to do tomorrow. And so outcomes process and repeatability. So outcomes like what did you do? Repeatability and, and process like how did you do it? Can you do it again? And then the third piece is transferability. Can you make it happen for what you want to do next? Because inherently as a portfolio person, you're probably not going to do the same thing hmm. you did um, in, in stage two or whatever it might be. 
And what do you think is the the tactic to either sh to execute on that or showcase on that? And do you think that'll be a part of Mural's product roadmap? Yeah, that's a great question. So like that is why I built Mural. Like I think we give you the rails to tell that story and to and create that narrative. But there's a lot of whether it's inside the product like features or product marketing or community of like support to help you do it well. Like ultimately that's our goal is like how do we make a mural which is a representation of a portfolio career in many ways and it's a representation of how traditional careers are portfolios in many ways as well right like sure i was xyz title at xyz company but what did i actually do there what are the three or four things i really contributed to what are the three or four things i really learned that stuff doesn't always come out we want to make that more transparent but you know that's the mission is to try to like give people the product and the system by which they can tell that story. Because to me, that should be controlled. Like, mm. you know, opportunity should be allocated based off of like who deserves and not really like who tells that story the best. That's always like kind of frustrated me. I think like, you know, the role of the internet is to make things flatter, right? And to make things more transparent. And so for us, the first step was like, get people's work out into the world. Okay, great, that's gonna make it transparent. Then once it's transparent, get that work to tell the right narrative so you can map that opportunity to ability in the most just kind of fair manner. And I think that's the next layer of product above what we've built so far. But we still have a lot of work to do on just getting work, I think, exposed now in the world. Okay. And so you mentioned people come to you for advice. So then what other, what other, what are some other things that, pe that you tell people to then go do, right? It's a very good question. So I think like in, in most people who really come to me for advice that I think I can give thoughtful advice to are people like me. So they're following this bucket of knowledge work, which to me, in, in my world, oftentimes means you're not a designer, you're not an engineer, you're contributing to the digital economy in some way other than that. And so it tends to be you're a good writer, you're a good thinker, you're good with numbers, you're good at management, you're good with people. Like that's the kind of stuff that falls into knowledge work. And so the number one thing I try to do is like, you need, a, I think you need a portfolio. You need to be able to quickly build credibility and trust with somebody that they're, you're the type of person they want to work with. And you do that through showing them work you've actually done. So don't just say, we built XYZ product. If you can show them the spec that you wrote, what did you contribute to the development of that product, right? Uh, don't just say you interviewed users, show them the script you used to interview users and show them the way you distill the takeaways. Privacy or, or client confidentiality is ever a problem. Like, Create templates. It's not that hard once you've wrote it, written a spec to take out all this sensitive information and be like, this is how I think through a spec. Hmm. First thing I ask for, who is this for? Then I ask, what are the goals? Here are some examples of goals. Like This takes 10 minutes to do and can pay massive dividends over time. And I especially encourage people to do this template creation when they're trying to get a, their first consulting or freelance client. Because there they can't afford to train you for a month and get to know the way you think. It's kind of like, can you plug in tomorrow and do it? How would you do it? Show them how you would do it. Like literally show them how you would do it. So creating templates around the work you've already done. For products. Um, for, yeah. For, and I think anything like, you know, if, if, if you're doing a great job with this podcast and someone's like, hey, I want to launch a podcast. Could you help me? And you're like, sure. That's actually a consulting project for me. Walk them through the steps that you took to start your podcast, what you've learned in the, along the way. Do that like manually the first time, but then you'll get your second, third, fourth clients much faster if you've got templates you can refer to. Like the first thing I do when I, when I start a podcast, again, is maybe ask who it's for. Then I try to get our first guest lined up. Then I create the interview script. Like whatever that might be, like really de-risk the whole process of what it's like to work with you by showing, showing as much as possible. And then the second thing I think is really important is like you kind of want to start crafting like these little micro networks around you, right? So my dream case of Mural is that you'll have like four people you send on a routine basis, like your overall mural who are like staying up to date on your whole career. But there might be sub networks who are contributing to different parts of your projects or career as well. 
And so you want to try to create accountability from a group of people who are, might be a board of advisors, a board of directors, mentors, friends, family. So around each project you're working on, you want to make sure you're very deliberate about who those three or four people are. And it, it can be helpful, especially if you're building this portfolio career, to have like one macro group like keep you in check and be like, are you sure you want another one? Where is this going to take you? How does this fill into your long-term goals? Because you're, again, you're not going to get that from like that centralized organization. You're my boss. This is my manager. Like you're not going to get that. So you have to kind of create it for yourself as well. So it's both a mix of like internalizing and, and externalizing the work you've done and with, with, with examples and templates in a portfolio and having the right people to share it with. Um, we're going to give you feedback and accountability along the way. And so you've had a bunch of advisors or uh, that have helped you along the way. And what have you, you know, before you had Mural, how are you approaching them to say, hey, here's where I'm at. This is what I've been doing. You know, I'm curious about these things or what, what should I start to look or think about for the next, you know, six to 12 months? How did, before Mural, how are you kind of approaching, you know, developing your, your career? So it's a really good question. I, I actually think I would have benefited a lot from being a lot more deliberate about that. So I don't think I did a great job of it, which is part of the reason why I think like it's important for people to do. Is <laughs> like, and I think it's easier when you're in like a more structured path that you're going to find the right people. It's going to be easier for you to have those conversations with them. But I think if I had done a little bit of work up front with folks, I'd be like, hey, I left Tala, which was that company I described, and I want to start a business of my own, and I'm going to be trying a bunch of different things out. This was like my plan in a lot of ways. I'm going to yeah. be doing some consulting. I'm going to be doing my own experimentation and building. And uh, would you be willing to like, you know, help me walk through this process and be part of this experimental process with me? What I did instead was like, I was very external about all this stuff. So I would blog about all the stuff I was doing. I'd put it out in the world. And different people would like get excited about or respond to different things that I was working on. And so I focus more on those little micro networks for each project, for each initiative, for each curiosity. You know, I, I did a podcast with employees of startups about what it's like to be a startup employee, not a founder or investor. So I had a group of people working with me and advising me on that. I had a newsletter focused around innovation in the emerging world. Because of the work I'd done in Tal, I was really curious there, and I'd done some other investments, so I was really curious about that. I had a different group of advisors and, mm. and mentors there. As I started working on software products like Mural, I had a different group, of, but there was not that macro level, so it was like mostly my wife, probably. And I think, like, you know, it's awesome. She's the best person for me to talk to. That's why I married her, but on a weekly basis to have this like existential <laughs> conversation about how are we going to build our family together. Also, should I do this project? Like, that was probably too much on yeah. our relationship shoulders. <laughs> so I wish I had done a, a better like matter. And now I do it now. Like I, I retroactively will go back to people and, who are mentors and, and now they're really involved in helping me build Mural. But to catch them up in the last three years has sometimes been challenging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, what do you, you know, for people that are, let's say, you know, stuck or, you know, graduating college and stuff, you know, how do you, how do you think they should think about what's next or how to get started on something new, you know? Yeah, that's a, a really good, a really good question. I mean, the tactical stuff I think is easy. We've covered a lot of it, so I'll just repeat yeah. it and then get try to get into the harder. I'm buying myself to try to get to the harder stuff. But um, like you know, start building your portfolio in college. It's really important. You're doing real project work, but that mm -hmm. doesn't come out in your grades in your transcript. Build a portfolio out of the stuff that you've done, especially the project driven. I've done a lot of work with my alma mater Wesleyan around their entrepreneurship curriculum. Like kids create a lot of projects that does not get exposed. So create your portfolio. I strongly suggest you use Mural to, to do so. <laughs> Focus on who you're getting support and advice from. It could be some friends, especially friends with complementary skill sets. 
like that could be really valuable. But it, you know, it could be your parents, it could be a, a boss you work for at an internship. Like really make that one sincere ask, hey, would you mind if I sent you an update once every quarter, once every month, what, what I'm doing, what I'm thinking about, and how I can move forward to my, to my goals in the future. Like build that little network, because they're the type of people who not only give you advice, but make introductions and build your social capital from an early day. Would, would be the second like really obvious thing. I think the harder stuff is like, you just kind of have to be willing to give yourself, again, the benefit of the doubt to try. You could be totally wrong about what you want to do. You could say, hey, I'm going to be, I'm a pretty conservative person, not politically, but like, you know, just life, lifestyle wise. So I'm probably just going to like get a job at a big company and stay there for five years. All right, try it, but also understand that within three months you could be like, screw it, my friend's working on a project that sounds a lot more interesting, I'm going to go do that. And so I think you're inherently going to have to approach your career with some curiosity. So try to create that framework that I created for myself that worked for me, which is like, I'm going to trust all of my instincts, but itch them just a little bit. Other people might be, I'm going to take all my instincts and run them through like a lot of filters. And then, you know, I don't have that ability to be like, I'm all in. Um, you don't instinct. have that ability? I, yeah. For me, it takes, it's a process to get there, right? A lot of people could be like, once they decide, they're all in. So they're going to do like that one entrepreneurial thing and they're going to go all in from day one. For me, that's never been the case. It's kind of like run every instinct through a process. And then on like this like Hegelian way, it'll reveal itself to be the truth and you should go do that. Whereas you know, other people could be like, I'm going to have a lot of ideas. I'm going to throw most of them away off of first blush. But then when I stick with something, I know it's the one I'm going to go like pursue it full time or really be aggressive about it. So try to be self-aware about the way you make your decisions and, and, and trust your own instincts. Because ultimately, that is a lot of where your career is, is like intuition. Instinct, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to tell us about Mural? Kind of uh, in two employees right now, you know, kind of fundraising anytime soon. And Yeah, so we did a, a very small like pre-seed round, 500 startups led it. Had a bunch of other angels at the beginning of the year, um, the beginning of 2018. And uh, yeah, we're going to be raising again soon. It's myself and an awesome co-founder, Avishkar, who I work with at Grovo. So again, you know, you're building your network when you're not even realizing it. Just the people you work with are likely going to be the people you're going to work with again in some way, shape, or form. And yeah, check out the product, MuralApp.io. It's, it's very simple to set up a portfolio. It's very simple to curate that portfolio for other people. We have people use it as a complement to an existing personal website, so it powers that tab that's like my work or portfolio or case studies on their existing professional website. Other people use it as their professional website. And we're, you know, we're rolling out features all the time, so we're going to make it easier to, to keep certain things totally private unless you share it with certain people, make it even easier to create these custom collections for specific audiences. Make it easy to invite people to leave feedback or testimonials on work you've done. So you can, again, like really fill out that third piece of the puzzle, which is who have I done stuff with and what have they said about me. Awesome. Anything else that to talk about to, to the portfolio career podcast community out there? I think just find each other. You know, like through podcasts like this, it's tremendous because people can find others like themselves. Whereas I think in the past, it's, it's been pretty difficult, right? And like, there's that awkward moment at a cocktail party. Also, people use this term cocktail party. I don't know if I've ever been to a cocktail party, but like, <laughs> when you're like meeting somebody, they're like, oh, what do you do? And it's like that deep breath of like, all right. So like, as a group, as this movement, hopefully we can figure out together the mm-hmm. right way to do that and, and make it less kind of like um, intimidating when we, when we meet the others, so to speak. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think like finding your tribe within this I don't know, lifestyle, narrative, perspective, whatever it is, like is, is, is probably really powerful. I haven't done a good job of that, but that's why I was really excited about what you're doing is yeah. that I'm hoping to use it in that way. And even realizing some of the people you've already interviewed, like I know them, but we've never really identified as like, oh, we're, we're portfolio mm-hmm. careers. 
but now we do and that's really helpful and it's also like maybe i can be able to pick up on the cues from other people that they're like thinking in this way as well awesome yeah Yeah. cool well i want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast aj and um if for people to follow up it's mural dot it's muralapp.io cool yeah sounds good cool thanks so much thanks david